Curtis Lewa. Curtis Lewa. Rip and read. Check this out. This is the Rip and Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Talking about now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. This is the Rip and Read. Daryl Hall, John Oates, as Wrong Way Lou Ruffino explained, actually taking out a restraining order. A restraining order. Uh, that's what I'd like to do, Justin Ellick. Can we find out what the legality is? I'd like to take a restraining order against the um, hopelessly inept Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan who Monday through Friday decides that the most important thing that this city needs is him heading down to Bowling Green. What a scam that is. That needs to be fully investigated. And yesterday he was raising the flag of Panama. And today, the island of Puerto Rico, the Commonwealth, where a lot of the Bitcoin bandits and Ponzi schemers who have blockchain We'll be greeting him there because they've been given a place on the island of Puerto Rico, which is a tax haven, a shelter, where they're out of sight, out of mind, and all the politicians, like the crooked Suarez from Miami, who's under investigation himself. Isn't that amazing? You have Suarez under investigation in Miami, the Republican who was promoting Bitcoin, and Eric Adams, who was promoting Bitcoin that is nothing more than crime coin. And now all of a sudden he's raising the flag of Puerto Rico today at Bowling Green again. That needs to be fully investigated, Justin. There's a scam going on there. And everybody who um, has a tax sanctuary there for uh, blockchain, uh, crypto, Ponzi scheme, currency, and Bitcoin, which is no more than crime coin, will be there to applaud the mayor and throw money at him. Hopefully it'll be in Bitcoin, which is just about worthless. But let's get on track, because now this mayor who cannot chew gum and think at the same time, who de- declares that he could have only one press conference a week for off-topic questions, assembled uh, all of his uh, deputies, it's like an army of them, led by his uh, promoted deputy mayor of uh, public propaganda, Fabian Levy, who really runs the press conference, because Adams can barely read the information placed in front of him. Because naturally he's got to be careful. He's under so many investigations. He stumbles and mumbles when speaking extemporaneously. So they figure, hey, stick to the script, Adams. Because you are falling and you can't get up. So he brought up the situation of Brianna, who he claimed originally was his number one fundraiser. At the age of 23, when he was running for mayor, that he had actually trusted her with all the fundraising. 
He raised about $18 million. Somebody who before that was an intern at Borough Hall when he was the Brooklyn Borough president. Nobody believed it. Uh, then all of a sudden the FBI raided her location while also conducting 12 other raids. You heard that exclusively here on the Rip and Read. You didn't hear it anywhere else on that very same day. And afterwards, when the mayor decided to abort his meeting at the White House about the illegal alien invasion and he came back, never talked to Brianna, he said, he said, hey, you know, she was the greatest fundraiser. She'll continue to be the fundraiser. And uh, we're providing her with an attorney. The same firm that is giving me an attorney as I lawyer up will provide her with an attorney. And then suddenly yesterday, a change. With uh, uh, Brianna, uh, she's no longer doing fundraising um, for uh, the the campaign. I'm not going to go into personal conversations. uh, And, you know, this is, as we said over and over again, this is an active review. And the question was asked, is she still fundraising? And I said no to that. Mm. Uh, And that's because the news is not good for Eric Adams. He thought this woman who claimed that she was the goddaughter of Ingrid Lewis Martin, who is his Rasputin, his his Fengali, uh, would remain loyal. Apparently, uh, Justin, she listened to what I said. Remember when I said to her, get your own lawyer. Lawyer up because you're going before a federal grand jury and they want Eric Adams. But they'll take you. And as a 25-year-old, they'll put you in jail uh, simply because every time Eric Adams had a fundraiser, you are not the fundraiser. You know that, Brianna. I know you're listening now. Come on. Be honest. Tell them what your job is. Be honest with the grand jury. You would accompany Eric Adams to the fundraiser. You carry the booster bag. People would write the checks. You would take the checks. You would deposit it in the booster bag. You would go back to your home slash office on Lincoln Place in Crown Heights that was raided by the FBI. You put out the spreadsheet like an accountant. You, you took all the deposits. You went to the bank. If any of them bounced or... Uh, you know, they, they didn't clear. You would then call up the donor and say, hey, there was a problem with your check. That was simply your job. You shouldn't have to go to jail for this. So she's going to be testifying before the grand jury. And guess what? She now has her own attorney. See? See, Justin? She listened. She does listen to the rip and read. <laughs> Take that, Eric. And then, of course, she's got a lot of female problems. The other one was on Thanksgiving Day. A woman that he knows, he claims he doesn't know, who had worked in the Transit Police Records Bureau at the same time that he worked for the Transit Police, filed a notice to claim that she wanted to sue him for sexual assault. So yesterday, uh, he started to address it before Corporation Counsel cut him off, and, and I'll explain to you why. I don't recall ever meeting this person. And I need to be clear on that. And so, um, you know, this is something that the process is going to take its place. He doesn't recall ever meeting this person. Yeah, Justin Ellick, just the day before, what did he volunteer to all of us? What was his role in the transit police when I told you he was a house mouse? He never left the precinct. You can look throughout my career. I'm a tech geek. You know, I was a, a, a computer programmer as a transit police officer. A computer programmer who would be in the records division because all the records, which were on paper 
from years before had to be transferred to um, probably at that point a floppy disk. Would you agree? I'm not a computer expert, but probably onto a floppy disk. So I would bet you this woman, who other people know, but uh, the media refuses to name her, who is now apparently teaching down in Miami-Dade County, was working almost side-by-side with Eric Adams as he was... uh, he was preparing the computers. He was a computer programming, never patrolled. He, he he basically acknowledged he was a house mouse and worked in the records division because that's where this woman worked. She probably was taking all the written files and then handing them to Eric, and then they were trying to figure out on the floppy disk how to file them on the floppy disk. So, A, he's lying. And immediately, Corporation Council, who was sitting up there, Lisa Zornberg, decided don't sink yourself eric that's why i'm here let me just uh let me just add to that uh neither the mayor nor the city have been served with the summons that became public i think on the morning of thanksgiving uh no complaint has been filed okay this this is how this works uh, p diddy has been hit twice right towards the end when the time ran out the window of opportunity to sue for sexual harassment, sexual assault, the Survivors Victim Act that was signed into law by Kathy Crimewave Holcomb, and everybody applauded that because it was meant to get President Trump with that woman with three names. What was her name? Collins. I forget what. They gave Alvin Bragg an opportunity to uh, file a civil lawsuit for rape and sexual assault against uh, former President Donald Trump. They got him on all the other charges, not to rape, uh, and then fined him $5 million. That, that, that's the reason that that case went to court. Well, like a boomerang, it has come back to hit Eric Adams. It's hit uh, Andrew Evil Ice Cuomo. We'll discuss him later on. It's uh, hit uh, Jamie Foxx. It's hit uh, P. Diddy twice and a whole bunch of others, a whole bunch of others. But in this particular case, you got to understand These attorneys didn't just file at the last second, like, well, let's get it in before the window closes. No, they reached out to these individuals' attorneys, whether it's Eric Adams, whether it's uh, P. Diddy, that's Benjamin Braffman, whether it was uh, Jamie Foxx, whether it was uh, uh, Cuomo, or whether it uh, was uh, Adams. And they basically said, we're prepared to file unless you want to settle, which is all legal. This is what lawyers do all the time. Some people would call it a shakedown and extortion. But if it's lawyer to lawyer, it's considered a settlement. Uh, let's see what's happening now. I would bet you that somebody on behalf of Eric Adams, it might be Frank Caron. That's the guy who's raised. He's the fundraiser. He's the big money guy. Might be actually negotiating on his behalf with whomever the attorney is on behalf of the woman that everybody knows in the Adams administration, but the media won't mention her name. Apparently, she's teaching school in Miami-Dade now and did work with Eric Adams in the transit police. I think he needs to nourish his memory. You think so? What do you think? You think he needs to nourish his memory as they try to settle this case out of court? So it doesn't become another dagger in the back of Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, who's going down, 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 down. 
Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Sliwa. Curtis doesn't know about you, but he rips and reads. This is the Rip and Read. From the river to the sea. Well, they're practicing out there. Let's see what else do they say. You can't hide. You're committing genocide. So this group gets together every day and defiantly flips off the police commissioner, Noel Cajones Caban, and Eric Adams, who is like busy raising flags at this scam. Uh, whatever it is down in Bowling Green, that needs to be fully investigated for the Commonwealth of Puerto Rico today. <laughs> he, he expects uh, Justin Ellick to be at the Christmas tree lighting tonight at 930. Notice he avoids being there when all the chaos may ensue. Again, this organization of Jews for Hamas, Jews for Palestinians, uh, Gentiles, uh, for everything that's uh, against Israel, whatever you want to call the group. It's all these different groups. They've decided that they're going to once again break all the rules of demonstrations at 6 o'clock tonight. And they're going to intervene uh, and they're going to interfere with the annual Christmas tree lighting at Rockefeller Center, which is a really great family affair. They close Fifth Avenue to pedestrian traffic only. Throughout this uh, holiday season, it's a really good time of year. But they decide they're meeting at 6. And there's not a damn thing uh, that the NYPD can do to interfere. Uh, And it's interesting because um, uh, Sid Rosenberg, is that correct, Justin, from uh, one of your fellow chosen people, uh, the uh, transit police commissioner, assured us that whereas leadership in the past has let these uh, rabble-rousers do whatever they want, go wherever they want, break whatever rules they want with no consequences, that somehow that's all going to change. According to Mike Kemper, who's out there protecting the tree tonight, folks, stop watching the news, don't worry, go watch the Christmas tree light up, you're going to be fine. They're going to keep those pro-Palestinian animals away from it. I trust Mike Kemper. Well... How foolish are you, Sid? Because he happens to be a Jew like you, you trust him. Now, isn't it interesting that Mike Kemper is in charge of the transit police? And last night, he's sitting with Sid Rosenberg, stroking the peacock, with uh, probably at one of the most exclusive dining locations that you can go to, Cipriani's down near Wall Street. And... uh, Wrong way, Lou Rafino. you know what was happening on that train that you will never take from the Rockaways, uh, you know, the A or the C train? Listen to Noam Layden's report this morning. I guess Sid Rosenberg wasn't listening to Noam. 
He was only listening to the spin of Transit Police Commissioner Michael Kemper. NYPD cops searching for the gunman who shot two men aboard a sea train. This is Bed-Stuy, Brooklyn, during last night's rush. The bullets flew after some sort of argument. A 17-year-old, the intended target, took a bullet to the hand. That bullet then hit an innocent bystander in the foot. Straphangers say they just don't feel safe. I'm sick of the MTA downplaying the crisis in the subway system. They're saying it's safe right now. If this does not scream a crisis in the subway system, a safety crisis, I don't know what does. Guy is right. But then again, the transit police commissioner appointed by Eric Adams, he'll tell you the crime is down. What he doesn't tell you is he's told his cops not to make arrests. In the meantime, where he should have been at that shooting in Bed-Stuy, He's sitting and he's dining with Sid Rosenberg, assuring Sid that they got that Christmas tree tonight in lockdown. None of the Palestinian protesters are going to get anywhere near it, right? <laughs> and you know what? Kemper's uh, big claim to fame is as transit police commissioner. He was side by side with Eric Adams when they launched the police robot patrol at Times Square right in the station and said, don't worry the fact that we won't have five graduation classes that will be down to 29,000 cops. Have no fear. Because as Eric Adams said, hey, technology will ride to the rescue with robot cops. Police commissioner would do us, uh, give us an observation of, uh, you know, an overview on how well it's doing. And are we going to expand it? Uh, so he will give a briefing on exactly what his thoughts are and if we're going to grow the program. Listen, um, you know, many people know from my days in the, the state Senate, I believe in technology. You know, when you look at in the state Senate, uh, we looked at a cameras on guns for police officers. That's we, after we had some shootings. Uh, you can look throughout my career. I'm a tech geek. You know, I was a, a, a computer programmer as a transit police officer. Oh, I want to hear that again. Uh, wrong way, Lou Rafino. Please just give me the shortened edition of that because, oh, my God, he admits that his whole life as a transit cop was spent not patrolling uh, the trains or the subways, but dealing with computers. You can look throughout my career. I'm a tech geek. You know, I was a, a, a computer programmer as a transit police officer. And he was no different than when he transferred to the precincts for the NYPD. He was a house mouse. He never was active on patrol. He never busted his shoes. He never made collars. What a mistake all of you made. Oh, he's a cop for 22 years. Every day I put on the bulletproof vest. Yeah. <laughs> As a computer programmer, right? What did, what did he learn that skill at? ATAX or whatever the hell that place was. And he is going to somehow... Guarantee, don't worry tonight near the tree, because Michael Kemper, his transit police commissioner, who believes in robots, not men and women with boots on the ground. You're going to be protected out there tonight, ladies and gentlemen, by who? Robbie Robot. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger, no, Will Robinson. Danger, danger, Will Robinson. Danger, no, Will Robinson. Danger, danger, All right, enough of that. Danger. And again, uh, whenever you happen to be taking the shuttle from Grand Central to Times Square, walk past Robbie Robot. This is what's going to solve all our crime problems. Guarded by two police officers at all times. It's in a police pen. Never patrols. 
the fear is that it'll be vandalized, it'll be desecrated, uh, it'll be graffitied, and off. Uh, and if it's ever on a platform, it'll be pushed into an oncoming train by all the emotionally disturbed that are living in the subway system. Uh, this is what I would do if I were the mayor. I would say, hey, number one, we cannot allow anybody to interfere with this annual family event, the lighting up of the Christmas tree, that people come from around the world, around the country to see, and they watch on TV, on NBC. Got to make sure that every police officer assigned to the duty is given a nightstick. A nightstick always is a way to push people back. You don't have to hit them. But once you pull the nightstick out, we'll call it out of your cummerbund. If they want to wear cummerbunds, whatever they want to wear, and then at immediate, everybody knows you got to back up. And they need to have that special squad. It used to be tactical patrol force with hats and bats. Uh, now they call them the strategic response group. I've talked to them at what used to be Midtown North on 42nd Street over in 10th Avenue. They don't wear hats. They don't wear the, the hats and they don't carry the bats. But they should, and that should be on the outside perimeter. They got to push the perimeter out wider than usual. Implement the New York City Police Department Disorder Control Manual. It's volumes that's been written that describes exactly what you do. But I guarantee you that no cojones command, the police commissioner won't do it. And you push him out wider and deeper than normal, beyond earshot of the microphones. You create a frozen zone in the middle. You have your... Hats and bat squad on the outside, your strategic response group. And then you have an inner perimeter. You immediately, when the rabble rousers show up because they love to have their signs on the poles, you take the poles away. That's a danger. They could be used against the police and others. And the court has ruled that you can restrict demonstrators from having their signs on poles. And then if they show up with a sound device, you can take the sound device away, the bullhorns, because they have to have permits, enforce the rules and regulations. If they really wanted a permit, they could have gotten it within 24 hours at one police process. It's not difficult to do, but they basically say to the police, F you, we don't need no stinking paperwork. We don't need no permits for a parade. We don't need no permits for a demonstration. We don't need no permits for sound equipment. And you're probably going to look out there and they're going to have about 90 chiefs out there. These are the uber white shirts, uber, uber white shirts. They probably got about 116 chiefs on the job now. Back in 2014, they had 90. I I, I need to know, what do these 26 other chiefs do? They got more deputy mayors now of public safety. They got... uh, they got uh, Phil Banks, an unindicted co-conspirator who should have went to jail for police corruption. He's the deputy mayor of public safety. He does nothing, does nothing. And now all of a sudden, we don't even have a correctional commissioner any longer because Molina was too busy spending $40,000 of our tax dollars taking vacation trips with his staff to France and England. So instead of firing him, which he should have been fired, He's now the deputy to the deputy mayor of public safety. What a waste. Where are they? What are they doing? The increase in all of these additional brass is not needed with the reduced headcount in the police department. 
They got to start getting lean and mean. I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, there is a way to do it. They can set up an area in Central Park, uh, which they can bring uh, those who break the law. They should uh, collect them, put them on correctional buses, of which has been used in the past. Bring them, uh, bring the buses in from Rikers Island. Take them to a central location in uh, Central Park for processing. And they'll freeze their timbers off there while they're being processed. And then eventually you can bring them in the central booking. You get them away from the crowd. You get them away from Rockefeller Center. You see, that's good planning. That's being aggressive. That's not what Michael Kemper, who is too busy eating uh, dinner with Sid Rosenberg at Cipriani's last night while shots are fired on the C train in bed where I'll be tonight. I bet you won't see Michael Kemper down there, and you won't see Eric Adams down there. Curtis Lewa will be down there in Bed-Stuy, do or die, and I'll be taking that C train, and I'll be taking that A train out to the Rockaways tonight to try to help some foster kids that Joe Murray is trying to put on the, the right track. You see, you can do you can multitask Michael Kemper and Eric Adams. You don't have to do it in SUVs. You don't have to do it at Cipriani's where both of you were last night. You can actually do your... Freaking job by riding the subways that are completely out of control. And don't tell me that robots are going to solve this. We need more boots on the ground, more boots in the parks, and most importantly, more cops in the subways. Talking about this is the Riffin' Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. Well, well, uh, Justin Alec, have we heard from Michael Corleone, a.k.a. Andrew Evilized Cuomo, who went off to Sicily to Corleone, along with his daughters, when he recognized that he was going to be sued for sexual assault by one of the 11 women who claimed that he perved them. And I know many of you make excuses for this guy who claims, oh, it's my Italian heritage that made me do it, being a perv. What a double disgrazia out of this schifosa, this sfacim. And you forget that it's a female state trooper that still has a pending investigation uh, going against him. But all of you, hey, Andrew, Andrew, that's just Andrew being Andrew. Boys will be boys, right? So he escaped to Sicily. He's following the path of Michael Corleone. He wants to settle all scores. Because he's getting a little tired of hanging out at his brother Fredo's joint in Southampton, where they've hit the mattresses, they're stirring the marinara sauce. With the recently released leg breaker, politically all those years, for Andrew Evilized Cuomo, Joe Pacoco. Did six years for political corruption, and he should have done more, because they're corrupt right down to the marrow of their bone, the Cuomos. So he's out there, and before he left to Corleone land, Sicily, he planted a story in the New York Post that said, hey, he's doing polls. Do you see that, Justin? He's polling to see if, uh, with the demise of Eric Adams, because he knows he's going, going down. 
uh, he should be the mayor. Right. This guy was responsible for the deaths of thousands of elderly in the nursing homes during COVID. Thousands. He was responsible for no cash bail. Promoted it. Endorsed it. Signed it. Said it was going to be a great thing. And I could just go through a litany of other things. Wants to make his political comeback. And thinks that everybody will forgive and forget because his name is Cuomo. Hey, Andrew, I know you can hear it in Corleone in Sicily where you're vacationing with your daughters. Andrew, I send them a to you provenos facim. And just like your father Mario, you are. Except... Like some people would order a double espresso, make that a double sfachim to you. So he's basically stabbed Eric Adams in the back, a man who has actually been willing to meet with him in public, share a meal with him in public, obviously. Andrew has always had to pay for the meal whenever Eric is going out because he don't pay for nothing. Can I have my music here, Lou? I really need my music because... We're talking about the Cuomo crime family. Remember, they're the Bananos, the Lucchese's, they're the Columbo's, they're the Genovese, they're the Gambinos, and there's the Cuomo crime family. You play that a little lower, just a little lower there. And so now, as Cuomo awaits the demise of what he believed was his very dear friend, Eric Adams, so that he can jump in and run for mayor. Hey, I welcome you, Andrew. It's going to be a bloodbath. Well, whoa, lo and behold, in page six today in the New York Post, his uh, palace guard, who sees nothing wrong with anything that Shia Cuomo did when they were running uh, Albany, Melissa DeRosa, uh, she says, oh, she too may want to run for mayor. Oh, well, who's it going to be? Which traditor, which liar, which, uh, which, uh, Pinocchio? Or better yet, which Kyakyadown? I mean, how many times have I heard the both of them on WABC say nothing, not acknowledge having done anything wrong? Then Melissa DeRosa, she publishes a book. Again, you would think that her and Cuomo were the greatest thing that ever happened to America, to New York. They never did anything wrong. Everybody else was wrong. They were the only ones right. And I guarantee you, now that I mention her name, she's such a yenta crybaby. She's got probably going to demand that I have to do a retraction and an apology. Right, Justin? You know what's going to happen. So let me let her and Andrew know that when forced in the past to do a retraction... An apology, I've done that, because what's the difference, having been in politics and having battled organized crime? I don't really see anything all that different. There was a time that James Kahn was looking at birthdays for March 26, and he saw, oh, Diana Ross, Steven Tyler, saw his name, and then he saw my name, and he went ballistic. And he said, I want to sue that guy for claiming I'm a member of the Colombo crime family, affiliated with Andrew Andy Mushruso and demanded that I apologize or I be fired. So you know what? This is my apology that his lawyer wrote. I would like to take this opportunity to correct a few statements I made in earlier broadcasts of my show concerning the well-known actor James Kahn. Contrary to my prior statements, 
Mr. Khan was not in attendance at a court hearing involving Andrew Russo in New York on April 15th, 2011. And therefore, he did not kiss Mr. Russo on the mouth at that hearing, as I previously stated. I also falsely stated that Mr. Khan was a trisexual. I have no knowledge about Mr. Khan's sexual preferences or activities, and it was not my intention to question Mr. Khan's sexual preferences or activities. Although Mr. Khan had written a letter to the judge in support of Mr. Russo obtaining bail, I incorrectly referred to that letter as a friend of the court brief. Further, Mr. Russo did not assist Mr. Khan in his early acting career. I retract my earlier baseless comments about Mr. Khan and sincerely apologize for making them. And that was the letter written by his attorney. Imagine what kind of... He didn't have a Jew for an attorney, that's for sure. Uh, so, hey, Melissa, if you're crying out there now, and you're going to call up and demand that I apologize and that I retract my statement. Hey, I'll do it 40 times if I'm my way. And, Andrew, you and Melissa want to run for mayor, huh? You two who brought this state to its knees, no cash bail, kids out of school, Dead senior citizens all across the state. You both want to run for mayor? Maybe be like a tag team. Let's get it on. Because I will be unmerciful to the both of you for all the harm you did to so many who can't speak for themselves. But they'll be talking in tongues through me. Let's get it on, Andrew and Melissa. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.